0: Good afternoon, and welcome to We Are Stark Weather, our podcast where we discuss all topics of insurance and risk management. And I welcome Joan Greenwell, Vice President and our Benefits Department leader. You may have listened to Joan's podcast about the Benefits Department, and we welcome Joan back. Joan, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Stephen. Thanks for having me here. Of course, and uh, and so Joan and I were chatting about about podcast and about new topics of uh, in in the benefits space, and one that has uh, has come to light really over the, the last month and has been evolving and, uh, and changing and, and recently, you know, had just passed is the American Rescue Plan Act. And for those of you who maybe uh, associate that, it's also the COVID stimulus package. But one part of that Amer- uh, American Rescue Plan Act involves COBRA. Joan, maybe you could do a deeper dive as to really what is the American Rescue Plan Act.
1: Sure, Stefan, thanks. So due to the continuing COVID pandemic and the economic impact, The ARPA, as we're calling it, American Rescue Plan Act ARPA, was signed into law March 11th. It's voluminous, tons of information, and many requirements that will impact private employers, their employees, as well as their employee benefit plans. The thing I thought was most significant to our clients and to folks um, in this geographic area is the COBRA subsidy that will go into effect, or did go into effect, April 1st. Um, before people panic, we, we have lots of time. We're still waiting for some more details. Even though it's already April 6th, all the details have not yet been released. But I thought it might be helpful for people to hear some highlights about what the COBRA subsidy involved today. Um, and I thought you and I could have a little bit of a chat about that.
0: Absolutely. And certainly with this, again, you know, evolving and only a, a few days old, if you will, uh, maybe we could do a deeper dive as to what's involved uh, in that COBRA subsidy. Sure. Yeah, so the COBRA subsidy is a 100% payment by
1: employers. They'll have to pay 100% of the premium for the qualified beneficiaries that it, it applies to. Normally, as you might know, COBRA premium is paid for by the former employee completely, and the employer doesn't contribute any of the cost. So this is a huge change for employers to understand, and it will have an impact on who decides to join COBRA and take COBRA, because
0: now it's free to these former employees who elect it. And, Joan, you had mentioned uh, qualified beneficiaries. So so I guess my question would be is really who is eligible there? That's a great question. It only applies to former employees who were
1: involuntarily terminated or had a reduction in hours. So it doesn't apply to other categories of terminated employees. So if someone just chose to leave employment, they're not eligible for this subsidy it will be important for employers to be able to identify what terms of termination were applied to be sure that they know who was involuntarily terminated versus choosing to leave. I think people want to really think that through because they'll probably want to be careful about how they interpret the involuntary termination. Some people may choose to leave, but maybe they're getting a little push out the door. So they, they just want to think about how they how they actually define that, first of all. And then secondly, how do they identify them? What we're seeing is that many payroll vendors actually track that information, involuntary versus voluntary termination. That might be a place where employers can find it.
0: Maybe a two-part question. So as you had mentioned, April 1st, really this, this came into effect. So I guess the part one of the question is when is this available? So it, was it available retro to, uh, to, to April one? And, um, and is there any certain time frame that you had to be an employee to be eligible for this? Great question. So, uh,
1: yes, it's a six-month period starting April 1. So the employers will be responsible for the premium from April 1 through September 30th of this year. So, for example, there may be people who are currently on COBRA right now, and they will not have to pay their premiums for those months. But even more significant Employee, employees who were previously terminated but are still in that 18-month window of COBRA can now elect to come onto the health plan coverage and get it paid 100% for these six months or for the remainder of their COBRA period. So let's say someone only had two months left in their 18-month COBRA period, they would only be allowed to get covered 100% for that two-month period. but the folks who had been previously terminated who now elect to come back onto the health plan they don't have to pay the back premium to do so they can they can just take the free cobra so to speak as of april 1 without paying the back premium from when they were terminated very unusual highly unusual to allow someone to elect cobra and not have to pay the back premium so it's what we're calling a second bite at the apple Folks who decided they didn't want to elect COBRA, maybe because of the cost, can now decide to do so because now it's affordable. It makes you wonder if folks will say, oh, gee, I've been putting off that particular service I need. Let me take advantage of this now and have that procedure or have whatever they might need done. So it could have a downstream effect on clients' claims as well, something we're watching closely.
0: And, and really interesting too, because I, I guess if if you're an employer, I mean this is this is something new that you kind of have to adapt and and change as well. And uh, and it makes me think of so if I'm an employer then and and I just got this this notice and I might might have had some employees who had left what What would I do, or kind of what would the recommendation uh be to to send the notifications um out because because there are different notifications I would assume if it, you know based on on time period and and such yeah, you're absolutely right, Stefan. It's a little bit
1: different, and there's definite notice requirements the The sort of tricky part is we're still waiting for the model notices to be released and they should be released any time now, and we're waiting for more guidance as well um from the Department of labor so employees, or I'm sorry, employers are kind of on hold right now because they don't have the information they need to notify these former employees. So once we, you know, again, we're watching it closely. And once we have the model notices and the further guidance with more details about what we have to do, um, we'll be letting all of our clients know for sure um, what they need to do. And here's a sample of the notice. And the, the thing I would let um, employers know is they could begin to pull the lists of the former employees they need to notify to at least be prepared once the notices are released. We we do have some time because the notices must be provided by May 31st. So that gives us about six or seven weeks to get the updated information, get it organized, get it out to our clients, and get they are able to then get the notices out by, by the end of May.
0: And how important is that? I mean, to to know that that you're not under the time crunch uh, right now to get as something out as of you know as of yesterday. So keep in mind you do have that six or seven weeks. And, and really, I think that's some great advice of the preparation. So so start to prepare now. And uh, and if I guess if I was an employer and I'm listening to, listening to this right now, I would probably maybe one of the top questions is is how is this going to impact me financially or how am I going to be able to, you know, to afford this?
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. That's probably the employer's first question. Um, so there's a provision in in the law that lets employers recover the premiums with a payroll tax credit. It's my understanding that in most cases, the employer payroll taxes due may even exceed the COBRA premium. So um, it, it's a cumbersome process, but employers are able to recover the premiums with a payroll tax credit. And that, that's a positive thing. Well, and
0: Joan, I know we're, we're coming short on our update, so packing in a, a lot of information in a in a short window or time frame. Um, so, I, I one, I appreciate you jumping on the call to to give this update today. But what I wanted to share with the audience today is that whether it's Joan, whether it's one of our uh, trusted advisors through our benefits department, you can by all means reach out via phone, via email, via our website and contact them with any questions. But also, too, uh, Joan, I believe you have a, a webinar coming up in a, in a few weeks that's going to do a deeper dive into uh, into this topic, correct? That's right. We have a webinar coming
1: up on April 22nd. And by then, the model notices will have been released and hopefully more guidance as well. And then we'll have more specific information to share on what employers need to do. And then we're happy to guide them through it. We hope they can attend the webinar. Um, Just reach out to one of us. We'll be glad to get that information to you.
0: Once again, thank you all. And this is We Are Starkweather.